Welcome to Fashion Your Seatbelt, your first class seat to one-on-one conversations with the fashion industry's top voices. I'm Jessica Michaud, and I created this podcast to share the joy I have in getting to know all the amazing people who bring this creative, inventive, and extraordinary business to life. You'll get to hear the cadence of their voices, the sound of their laughter, and feel firsthand how passionate they are about what they do. But before we get this show on the road, I want to say a quick thank you to GPS Radar for making this episode possible. GPS Radar is the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect. Also, I just want to remind you to leave a review. Stars are really trending right now, and it helps other very stylish listeners like yourself find the show. Now buckle up, and let's get started. I first spotted Joanne Palmero outside a Hotel Particulier here in Paris trying to get into a private dinner, for which she was invited but had lost her invitation. I stood back and watched her use her charming powers of persuasion over the doorman to let her in. She succeeded with ease, and we chatted briefly at the dinner, but I knew I wanted to find out more about this budding actress of Italian and German descent who looked like a modern-day boho version of Peggy Lipton with just a soupçon of Brigitte Bardot. This 20-something is in the ingenue phase of her career, having just a few acting roles under her belt in some short French films like Errance and the TV miniseries Addict. And she's also been featured in few short films for brands like Miu Miu, Armani, Journée, and H&M. But like any good contemporary feminist, she's taking her future into her own hands. She's already written a short film called Fille Dentaire, in which she stars and co-directs, and she's also started working on a new script for a full-length film, where again she plans on playing the protagonist. We sat down to talk about her career, how fashion affects what she does, and the impact her grandmother had on Joanne's choice to become an actress. So Joanne, thank you so much for speaking with us today, really taking the time to coming with us. Oh, I'm very glad to. Thank you. <laughs> um, you're young, a uh, dynamic French woman, and I just wanted to know, with all the choices out there, why did you decide acting was the field that you wanted to pursue, the career you wanted to have? I love cinema first. I'm like um, crazy about movie. I'm watching movie every day. And this idea came from my grandma, I have to say. She was, like, fond of cinema, too. And since I'm little, I'm, I was watching with her um, all the old movies. And so I decided to be actress. It's like a vocation. I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I couldn't be, like, in an office working, like, normally. I have to be creative every day and have a special message to bring to the world. So I wanted to do that. It was the best way for me to express myself. Mm-hmm. And it, growing up, was there a particular movie that you and your grandmother shared that you would watch over and over? Yes, Autant emporte le vent. So Run with the wind. Yeah, exactly. And Orange Mécanique. Yeah. Uh, from Kubrick. Yeah, Kubrick's uh, uh, Clockwork Orange. Exactly. Yeah. Was the two like? Um, Those are really extremely different yeah. movies. And also, um, Creole Intentions. Cruel Intentions. Yeah. The kiss scene, that's what... No. <laughs> no, it was the first movie I saw a bit like erotic. I saw with my grandma. Wait, so you saw Clockwork Orange, Cruel Intentions. These are all very... And, and the classic God with the Wind with yeah. your grandmother. Yeah, yeah. You have to tell me more. And Scarface, too. Scarface? Without, yeah, she was fond of, like, Al Pacino. It was a, a type what? of men. <laughs> what, what, what did your grandmother do? I mean, she seems very interesting. Oh, uh, she... She was uh, leaving home, like, um, just, um, she was singing a bit. She was writing a lot. Mm-hmm. 
but she never like she just she was look after like uh, a children she mm-hmm. wasn't doing so much because um She's a homemaker. Yeah, exactly. Those are really strong movies. What was it about those particular movies that you listed that spoke to you? What was it about them that was so impactful on you? Everything I love is like Italian movie. Mm. And why it's so impactful for me now, it's the authenticity of it. Mm. And uh, it's what I like too. It's uh, we're dreaming we're dreaming in this movie. We're not really in the reality of life. And this is what I like also about old movies. Because now, too many movies are so realistic. So you're going out in the street, you see the same thing you see in the movie. So no one is you like dreaming. Yeah, and, and we need this fantasy because everything, life is coming from thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so if we like just, we're being influenced by that, we're just living in a gray world mm-hmm. you know that's my opinion of mm-hmm. course but uh, I like the mag- yeah the magic of it and all these big actresses we see like so glamorous so beautiful but at the same time very strong character mm-hmm. with a very fragile part of them oh I love it what about uh, do you remember the first time I mean I do for myself but do you remember the first time uh, that you felt the power of fashion or the power of clothing that they could have on you and on the world? Uh, I love gold dress. Oh, really? Gold dress make me feel, like, fabulous. Like, okay. oh, yeah, I feel like the most powerful things ever. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, gold gold dress can change. Change you completely. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I feel like gold, like everything gold, like, I don't know, <laughs> because of my blonde hair anyway. I'm, I don't know. Um, so... Talking, I know you've um, worked with a number of different fashion brands as an ambassador and um, the face of Lolita Olympica. How did those projects come to you? I really like friend brand. Mm-hmm. So Lolita Olympica, I really like the the story of it, like this very evanescent girl. I don't know if you say evanescent in English. A bit, um, Effervescent? E- evanescent. Effervescent. Um, okay. Belle des champs. Um, I don't know how to say it, but this Lolita, so... Mm-hmm. I thought I was going well in this, so I accepted. And I did this video for the brand Journey too, mm-hmm. a very uh, Italian way. So I feel I feel very uh, comfortable in this character mm-hmm. because uh, because of my background and stuff. So I accept when uh, I like first, and after like when it's going well with my image, of course. We've seen in the press that people talking about you about this kind of the French style and the, the, the French woman has this unique style and how, and nobody else, no matter, even though I've lived here for 20 years, I have not been able to get the French style. So what is it that is, defines the French style in your opinion? You pretend you don't care, but you care so much. Really? Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain. It's like, it's all about details, I think. Everything in life is about details. Like You think about your style, but a touch of it, it's a bit messy. You, I don't know. You, So you're pretending you don't care, but everything's well done and well thought. For, for me, I'm French, so I can't get really the, the point of it, but mm-hmm. um, we care. Good to know, because it all looks so nonchalant and so relaxed. Do you remember your first fashion show and what that was like? Um, yeah, I've been to Mugler. It was 
it it's nice. It's it it's very short. <laughs> <laughs> People are really surprised how short they think it's yeah, going to last it, a half an hour, and in fact, yeah, it's very short. And sometimes you're like, mm, why I'm here? Well, let let's do. It. Like, it, yeah, it lasts like five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but it's beautiful to see. But sometimes it's too. People pretending a lot sometimes, so you're like, oh, come on, it's all right, like. And so what are you working on right now? I'm writing my long movie now, yes, yeah, so I did already um, my short movie. What was it like for you as an actress to, well, write your own script and then go behind the camera? Because you were directing it, correct? Uh, no, my friend was uh, directing, oh, oh, I was co-directing, kind of, co-directing. and so it was my idea and I was... I, I was acting on it like all the time, so I couldn't be behind all the time. So that's mm-hmm. why I, I left the job to Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's amazing to be behind, and I did the casting too. Mm-hmm. And that's you realize when even for director, when people make the movie, it's like you, when you got an idea in your head of a character, it's you want to go to that. So. As an actor or actress, you can't be disappointed when you do a, an audition and and they don't take you because such a like small chance. Like the director had the really the right idea of what he wants to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so not to take it personally. So yeah. like as an actress, it gave me really the distance mm-hmm. and so much relax. I'm like. <laughs> like, so, so being a being a director or writing it and being a co-director gave you this uh, recul, a little yeah. bit being able to step back and realize that it's none of it's personal. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's good to be behind. So, Fil Dantaire was a, a short film, and yeah. now you're writing a long, yeah. like a full-length motion picture. Exactly. And you finished the script, or are you writing the script? I almost finished. So. Yeah, I have to see after with production and stuff. It's about two grandmas, about two grandma living in the same building and uh, educating a little girl. And one was in politics, was left side and the other right side, and they couldn't stand each other. Anyway, like one was Italian and one German, all from the Second War, like one from Mussolini and the other from Hitler. It's my real life, actually. So that's why I'm writing this this long movie. Okay. Because um, yeah. I grew up with um, my two grandmas, and um, that's why. So I, I was with my grandma loving movies, and the other one more normal, rational work. Am I guessing the movie The Lover was your Italian grandmother, and the rational one was your... No, the... The, the op- German, yeah. No, the opposite. Yeah. Really? Yeah, really. That's why it's crazy. Sometimes, like, we got the image of German people very hard, very... No, no, no. Like, Italian woman can be very strong and very directed and not as crazy as we can think. It, especially in the past. Mm-hmm. It, it's like La Mama. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're not kidding with La Mama and she... No fantasy, nothing. We're cooking... And we care about the art, and mm-hmm. that's all. And, that's all. <laughs> and so why did you decide to write the script? Was it because you weren't seeing scripts that you liked that you wanted to work in? Did you want to write something for yourself? What was the decision to write it? I want to write this because I love talking about the left brain and the right brain, mm. like right as rational and the other creative. Mm-hmm. And for me, this two grammar was representing the two brains. Mm-hmm. So, it, but it's good to mix. And so it's um, 
it's a metaphor. All right, so now it's time for me to ask you what I ask everybody, which are the five generic fashion questions. Ready? Ready. That's the same to everybody. Um, what is the most treasured piece of clothing that you own? My Vichy combination. Your Vichy jumpsuit that you're yeah. wearing right now? Yeah. Why? Because it brings me luck. <laughs> and I don't know, I, I feel... I feel beautiful in it. I can't explain. So, when you feel good in a in a clothes, you you can go everywhere. You can do everything you want. What is the one item of clothing that every woman should spend invest in? A belt. Really? Why a belt? <laughs> because you can use forever. Who is your favorite fashion designer, living or dead? Yves Saint Laurent. Yeah. What about Yves Saint Laurent speaks to you? He was a human, beautiful human being and loving woman and he was loving every woman and he, I really like him. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. Um, what is the one fashion trend that you will never follow? The one thing you will never do? Mm, you mean in luxury or in... Whatever, like, well, I'll, I'll, like, I will never wear a miniskirt, like, ever. Like, or it's, but, I mean, maybe there's something that you will never do, like some sort of a fashion trend, like... Uh, a mini miniskirt, I will never do that. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, no, I can wear everything. You can wear everything. You're very lucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, but in my way, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can wear anything, but you make it your own. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Oh, no, otherwise I can't, I can't wear everything. What do you love most about fashion? The way you can make even more beautiful the woman. It gives you power, it gives you a confidence. And it's um, like I love <laughs> fantasy. Mm -hmm. So I would say like I love the fantasy of fashion. And good luck with the movie then. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, Thank, yeah, you yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so much it's for gonna be amazing to see me and sitting in this very quiet business office and, and answering lots of strange questions. I appreciate it. Uh, no worries. Thanks to you. I really appreciate it. No, no, my pleasure. <laughs> Don't want to miss an episode of Fashion Your Seatbelt? No problem. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and click on the subscribe button. Then every new episode will drop into your feed automatically. No fuss, no muss. Fashion Your Seatbelt is made possible thanks to the wonderful people at Launchmetrics, the software company that is powering the fashion industry, and GPS Radar, the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect in style. I am a member of GPS Radar, and I can tell you, as a journalist, it has made my work life run much more smoothly. Believe me, I know. I'm Jessica Michaud.